0: It's the week of August 6th, and this is MASHcast number 62. Cast. I'm Jared. I'm here with senior editor Rob Hill Williams.
1: Hello, ladies.
0: And I'm here <laughs> nice. with podcast host and contributor Nick Zalmankevich.
1: Hello, gentlemen.
2: That's okay. good too.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, didn't to, <laughs> I didn't
2: want to exclude anybody. I didn't. I didn't want them to think this is just a a podcast for the ladies. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. But
0: well, that's awfully fair of you, Nick.
2: <laughs> I, I am nothing if not equitable
0: yes <laughs> this is mash cast number 62 we're, uh, we're gonna try something a little different this time but we're gonna get into that first let's talk about what everybody's been playing uh rob you go first
1: um a few things gotten back into civ 5 not much to really say there. It's just a really good game. I haven't. I actually have not bought Gosling Kings yet. We just started a big multiplayer match because we were tired of starting Risk games when we would get together on you know once a month or something and being like, yeah, we'll play Risk. We're gonna play Risk until we finish this game and play Risk for like two hours and never finish the game. So we started playing Civ and Sid because you could save it. Ta-da! Technology. Um, uh, got NCAA thirteen. I like it, but it's basically the same as last year. Um, there's some nice changes as far as dynasty mode and stuff. Like it's a lot more expansive in that respect, but gameplay is like exactly the fucking same. It's it's kind of sad actually, because there's a lot of things that since they haven't moved up to like the physics engine that like Madden and every other you know EA Sports game has moved up to. Like there's still a lot of uh, janky animations and some weird stuff that people get caught in. So. It, is, there a, is there a reason that they haven't done that? I don't know. Usually, it, it's weird because usually NCAA is like the testing ground for stuff that they put into Madden, which is why typically NCAA tends to be better than Madden, but it's like in reverse this year. Like they were like, oh, Madden needs the push, so they gave Madden the the physics engine this year, and I guess NCAA will get it next year. I guess. <laughs> so, that's weird, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I also picked up Pound Wake on the Steam sale, which, you know, is over now, but. I had it and, you know, finally got to play it. Um, I only messed with, like, the first chapter in, uh, when I played it on 360. So, I'm uh, um, third chapter now? Something like that? Um, it's interesting. I mean, I like it. Um, I like the, just the, I really I like the aspect where you pick up, like, pieces of the story, and it's stuff that, either you know is going to happen you don't know when stuff is going to happen it could happen very soon or it could happen down the line and like you're getting pieces of the story that don't necessarily make sense until you get to them and you're like uh oh. so it's it's interesting
0: yeah, sometimes it kind of ruins the surprise of the game like i'm not gonna i don't want to spoil anything for you so i'm not gonna mention any specifics but you're gonna get some pages that you read it and you just like really and then it happens and you're just like really <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna happen. You, you, when you beat it, when you beat it, we'll talk about it.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like, so far it hasn't. It hasn't really happened yet. Like, it's it's been mostly like, a, like I don't know, pleasant surprises. I don't know. Right.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, I could see things. how
1: it. Yeah, I could see how it gets in the way of real, you know, moments of suspense or something. But yeah. Yeah. Um, also messed around with Left 4 Dead 2. I actually like. My attempts at playing Left 4 Dead 2 have always ended in failure because the last time I tried to play, I tried to play on a laptop that wasn't really able to play it. So, you know, I have, like, this beast mode PC and, like, for whatever reason, just hadn't played Left 4 Dead 2. So, got to got to go through a couple of the campaigns and it's it's fun. It's a good time. And then they released the cold stream and whatnot, so we have to get to that stuff. Um, and last but not least, uh played Persona 4 Arena, which I, I'm in fucking love with, really. Um, I usually like like fighting games and play them for a bit and then just kind of like trail off because I don't play fighting games like that. Um, mostly because usually I don't have like friendly competition, you know, uh, but personas like... It, it's, it literally is a, is a sequel to Persona 4, except it's a fighting game instead of an RPG. Like, it's got full voiceover, you know, cutscene story, like if you choose to do that through the story mode, and like everything makes sense, and characters show up from Persona 3, and everything, you know, it, it it's it's like a full-on, real Persona game, except that it's a fighter. And the fighting system is good, like I like the way it's set up, like it's simple, but it's also like and in, in terms of like there's no real like super complicated like here's here's your super ultra combo where you've gotta do a whole bunch of crazy like you know moves and button presses, like everything is pretty much like fireball motions or double fireball motions to do things, but everybody's move sets are different as far as what those things do, um and there's just a lot of you know just good mechanics and everything is, you know, like they even have like penalty systems for, you know, abusing certain moves or, or, you know, just trying to like back out of a fight. So I, I really like it so far. Um, haven't really played online, but I hear that's a lot of getting beaten up by Japanese players that have had the game for six months. So, you know, that's, I guess, to be expected, but that's all I've been playing.
0: Okay. What about you, Nick? Uh,
2: just some Diablo three and I tried out, I'm assuming this counts. I tried out Outer Knots on Facebook. Um, it's basically space Pokemon, um, which probably would have been a lot cooler if I hadn't done the WoW pet battles a few weeks ago. Because uh. it's like, oh, I just did this, um, so I didn't, I didn't really play it too long. There's a lot of, I guess, like base or, or world development, and I guess some some space travel in there, uh, which I guess could get a li- interesting and a little more developed. And there is the whole. You know, competitive. You're playing against other people. I didn't really do that much, um, so it looks interesting. But I think I'll get my uh, I'll get my Pokemon fixed from WoW going forward. But uh, it's not bad. It's All free. All you have to
0: so. do is say Space Pokemon, and I instantaneously went to that page. <laughs> I ignore any Facebook game. I'll be honest with you. Like if you tell me Facebook game, I ignore you. You say Space Pokemon, I'm in. It's no. I mean, it, it's it, it. I don't know. Like I
2: said, I. I it's I, I, if if that's what you're looking for, then you'll probably enjoy it.
1: And it's made by Insomniac.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it no because uh, well, that, it's yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah nah, nah.
2: no, it, no, no, it, it seems like a legitimately interesting game, and because what got me in, interested in it was all the uh, on uh, on Penny Arcade they've been talking about it, and so I was like, okay, you know, if, if they're talking about it, I you know, I trust their assessment of games. They're not gonna you know recommend some crappy little Facebook crap so uh you know i checked it out the really the on, the, on, the only other thing that is is a bit of a down, it's downfall is because it is a facebook game it's pressuring you to you know invite all your friends and it's it's pressuring and, you and, it, and, and it's free like to play so it's and it's and pressuring it you, you to spend your money but yeah. if mm-hmm. if you can if you can look past that it it is a good game
0: well i am i'm loading it right now but <laughs> That's not going to stop us from pressing forward. Oh, shit, I got to turn it off. Yeah, it if, if his
1: attention is a little messed up, you know, <laughs> then you'll know exactly
0: why. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll get back to that a little later because it, it makes noise, so. Later, babe. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you done with everything? Or? Uh, yeah, that was it. Okay. Then, um, as for me, the only thing. I've been. I've played two things. Uh, I played a game called Death Rally. Which it was a a game, um, actually a three developer game, like three different developers worked on this iOS game uh, together. It's awesome, right? Uh, it's cool <laughs> <laughs> But like it was like Remedy, and then two developers I never heard of, and then it was also published by Remedy. Um, but basically, it's a game where you know it's a top down racer when you have cars with guns so uh you have like your primary weapon which automatically fires when a car is in range but then you have your secondary weapon which you have to press a button to actually fire And, and that could be anything from a shotgun to rockets uh you could drop mines a sniper rifle you know there's a bunch of different cars you can pick each car has like a bunch of different skins you can upgrade the cars uh speed and handling and all that good stuff um uh for for iOS game, I would say it's pretty cool. It's actually the single player um or the single player, oh the the single player campaign is something that I would call pretty extensive for a you know, a mobile game because I played it for a few hours and I'm only like 15% into the single player which consists of you driving around, you know, racing in these different tracks. And in order to get new tracks, you have to pick up pieces around the track. And also to get new cars, you have to pick up the pieces of the cars. And you get pieces from the cars by destroying other cars. So depending on how aggressive you are you will determine how, like, how quickly you get new vehicles. Uh, and weapons, the same thing. Pieces of the weapons are laying around the tracks. And you have to pick them up and stuff like that. Um it's like a it's like a ten dollar game. I mean, we got a review copy, but for ten bucks, I would say you know you, it's it's fine. Um, the handling is good. The only the the tracks do get a bit a little bit repetitive, even when you do have the bulk of them, or at least what I think was the bulk of them, it can get a little repetitive. Um, what uh you can switch multiplayer on or off, so like you know you can just switch it on, and now any race you do it will give people the chance to join that race. However, I do not think anybody is playing that game multiplayer on Steam, to be honest with you, because I sat there for like a good 20 minutes, and I couldn't get anybody in there. So, um, you know, I just played the, the single player for the most part. But uh, even the funny thing was, because you have to get money to upgrade your vehicles and also to repair your vehicles. And um, you get way more money by playing multiplayer. Even if you play PC, you know, the, C- the CPU... Uh, than if you do with the regular campaign, and the only trade-off is that the cars, like the the CPU, is like easier when you have a multiplayer. There's no difficulty difference between them, so you can either get a whole bunch of money or actually have a challenging, uh, you know, challenging fun. It's kind of your choice there, <laughs> but so uh, that was that game. I mean, it's it's pretty good. I have a review on the site. I think I gave like a three point seven. Nothing to to get super excited about, but um, I don't know if you if you're itching for a top-down game, it's probably, it's probably you'll probably like it. Um, another game I did finally get a chance to play was Tony Hawk HD, and I know it's a, it's a HD remake, and they really wanted to keep that original, I guess Tony Hawk, fun, to the game, but I. The thing that bothered me about the game was the frame rate. Like, I understand that you're trying to stay true to the original, but did you really need to keep that shitty frame rate that the original game had? Like, a game like that, I mean, I played that game on my Dreamcast at, like, 60 frames per second. You know? Well, not Tony Hawk 1, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is when I think I started playing on the Dreamcast. That's the first, I think that was the first one for the Dreamcast. So, you know, that was at, like, 60 frames per second. And on the PS2, um, actually, I can't remember if... uh, I'm pretty sure Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and Thug were at least above 30 frames per second. But the frame rate in that game kind of trips me out. Like It should definitely be at 60 frames at this stage.
2: Is that standard for the HD remakes that they're not upping the frame rate? Or is this sort of a bizarre decision on their part?
0: Or, no, or I mean I've played plenty of HD remakes where the frame rate has been increased. I mean these the, the HD remakes are not cutting edge graphics.
1: No, I wouldn't think so. You know, but that's why it's so stuttery and frame rate <laughs> issues because the graphics are so extreme. Fast processing. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, like, why? It actually is sucking the fun out of me playing the game. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's a little snobbish, but I'm like, this game, this is like, frame rate is terrible. You You snobbish? Never. Hey, (laughs) elitist. Not snobbish. Elitist. (laughs) There's a difference, but we're not gonna get into that. Um, But yeah, like, it, it was the frame rate that really, that really is causing me not to like the game all that much. I don't know. I, I just think it's something they should have done, you know, increase that frame rate when they did, the, you know, their HD remixing. So. um, But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing for me. Oh, I did get a couple of rounds of StarCraft, and oh yeah, let me talk about that shit. Let me talk about, <laughs> um, not necessarily me playing the game, but that interface update that Blizzard did? Why? Why? Why, Blizzard? The game was fine the way it was. Anybody who was playing that game for custom games already knew where to find the custom games. It wasn't difficult to find those games. But instead, you do this update, you change the interface, and now the interface fucking sucks. Like, uh, any interface update that now requires me to click in more places to get to where I want to go is, is in my uh, opinion, a failure. The interface update, I mean, of course it's just clicks, but now I have to click, I think, in two additional places to get where I want to go. And then, you know, going, you know, actually, it was just something I had to get used to real quick. uh, Going back to the same section, like, you know, after you finish the match, you hit the quick match match button now, as opposed to hitting, you know, multiplayer on the StarCraft 2 or back on the StarCraft 2, well, on the old interface. But I do not like the new interface. It's kind of, it's kind of dumb. It actually doesn't, really, it doesn't look good. It's totally pointless. Why? Why don't you go fix Diablo 3 and all the stuff that people <laughs> are complaining about in that game? Why did you have to touch StarCraft? Leave StarCraft alone.
1: It's part of the <laughs> Grandmaster plan to slowly break everything so that then they can come out with a different game and then everybody will want to play it. That never mind. That's not how it actually works. But that's what's happening,
0: <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah, I was I was a little upset about that. Um, the the interface update. You know, I still played, but they they it definitely wasn't <laughs> a good move. Uh, but let's move on to our topics. Like I said, we are going to do things a little bit different. We're going to take a little bit of a cue from last week. Uh, where you know we last week it was just kind of <laughs> unorganized. Where we just had we were picking topics out of the blue, um, but now uh, what we're going to try to do is we're going to have, um, you know, each member bring some topics that they want to talk about from uh, things that happened over the past week, and then we'll talk about them that way and see how it goes, and we'd love to hear your opinions on it, uh, but uh, let's start with Rob. what did you want to talk about this week?
1: Um, I'm brought to the table... Uh... Really, it's it's pretty simple. Um, A Microsoft executive, Brian Hall, he was talking to The Verge. Uh, he, he had an interview with them, and basically, his his statement. Was uh, we've operated Hotmail for about 16 years. We obviously have Exchange and Outlook that people use at work, and we just decided it was time to do something new and bring the best from each of those and put them together and release it in time for the next new wave of products that we have coming out with Windows 8, with the new version of Office, with the new Windows Phone, and the new Xbox. He said. So basically, he outed the fact that not that it's a surprise that, but he outed the new 360 um or not new 360 new Xbox I should say um but then as has become common and I guess this is actually the, the to more the real story than just the the actual incident itself but microsoft pr for some reason felt the need to like backtrack the statement and say it was a misunderstanding and say that he wasn't talking about a new version of the system he's talking about a new like the new updates that are coming to the 360 and the new features like smart glass games on windows 8 and xbox music and basically just back 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 backpedal 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 but It's not a surprise that there's a new system coming, so I don't know, I don't, I still really don't understand, like, why companies, and we see this anytime anything really happens. We saw it when, what was it, uh, Eurogamer got Borderlands 2, and they said, you know, hey, Borderlands 2 is coming, and Pitchford was like, oh, that's some shoddy reporting, it's not coming, and then, like, a day later, they were like, it's coming! Now it's coming! For real now! (laughs) but it it's like a weird thing that p r like for these companies is like i like want has like a stranglehold on information even when they give information away and it it's just a very just a very odd thing because i mean certainly like he didn't give a time frame and certainly those things are coming for xbox three sixty like smart glass is supposed to be this you know this this when you know this holiday windows eight is is october um But I mean, like, seriously, when you when you say in line that you have, you know, a new version of Windows, when you have new office, when you have a new phone and a new Xbox, like you're implying that all of those things are actually new, which I think is pretty straightforward to me. So it's just like an interesting confluence of like. I don't even know if you could even call that letting it slip, but you know, letting letting some information like that slip, and then the company like throwing up its hands, like "Oh Jesus!" Panic mode. So, very very odd. But that was something that just developed today, basically.
0: Yeah, I I did see that, and I guess I was just more surprised at oh, I guess the backpedaling too, like he revealed this big secret. It's like he you know he just said new Xbox, not like. Yeah, he didn't, has, he, he didn't say it. He didn't say it was
1: coming out. Yeah, Christmas this year. Like he didn't say anything. Really, he just if, said the new Xbox.
0: If you look at
2: that statement, though, everything else he lists is coming out at the end of the year. So you it seems like you could almost maybe imply like, oh, and we're going to release the new Xbox before the end of the year, even though we've never actually announced that. But so maybe they would need to backtrack on that. But no, they're you're, they're just totally covering. They're just covering their ass for no reason.
0: Well, they're, they're, yeah, I mean, I can see if they were like, well, yeah, he. It doesn't mean the Xbox is coming out this winter. You know, trying to, right? You know, patch that up. But I'm saying, there's no new Xbox.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like they want to act like it doesn't exist at all, which everybody knows is is false. Like yeah. it, it, it's gonna be at E3, you know, next year. Like, I could understand like what you guys said. Like, I could understand saying we don't want to like give people the wrong impression. But it's like the the p r thing is like you know like it only we have to be in full control of anything and everything that gets said, so if something if something is out of line with the plan, then like we can't even acknowledge it is existence, which is the silliest thing ever
0: yeah it's it seems very silly, I mean we all know that it's coming, and the thing is if you're if that if that next console is not ready by late 2013, early 2014, you're going to be in a lot of trouble, Microsoft. So if you're that far off where you don't even want to that's, mention that's it, that. that's, that's
2: the
1: that's other problem. That's a problem, yeah. that's well, no, a problem I, for I you. Can't,
2: I can't imagine that that's why they're not mentioning it. I think they're just waiting for their big announcement because right. they want they their want big announcement
1: to be the first announcement, yeah.
2: Which, even then, it's not because we all know it's called the Durango anyway. or That's the development, that's the name. development name.
1: Right. Yeah and it's weird it's like PR has gone like a weird way that like there's no the idea that you can like build up buzz beforehand and have people talking about it over the like if you were to if you were to leak a detail and pretty much confirm that it was true but you know say that you know it's not coming out this winter or anything and then you have people talking about it like I I, it's just weird it kind of goes against like like I don't know the the idea I guess is that there'd be more buzz if they wait longer or something or like the because the the time is compressed like there's more of a chance that like i I don't i don't know
2: they 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 do have us talking about it i mean this qualifies as buzz would we have brought this up as a topic if he was just like oh in the new xbox and then they
0: didn't retract the statement but it's not buzz about the new Xbox. It's but buzz it's about still, how, how dumb they're treating but
2: the PR. Dude, <laughs> all news is good news. It's, we're still talking about it. We're, that we're, we're that is not brand true. Awareness. That yeah, is and not I, true.
1: Yeah, I can't agree with that statement. I mean, we've seen enough things. It's like, yes, we're talking about it, but there is such a thing as negative attention. We're,
2: okay, but you know what? We're not talking about like the PS4, or the Orbis, or whatever you want to call it. We're not talking about the Wii U. We're giving this time to Microsoft.
1: We're giving, we're giving this time to Microsoft. We're giving this time to Microsoft. Th- we're not. We're not talking about how excited we are about the system, or we've heard something about the system. If they let like a detail leak out, like to me, that would be like the smart play. You leak out like a little bit of information. You know, you leak out like. It, I don't just something. You you leak out like, like the a game jump. that's coming or something and then you just let that like simmer for a while and then you leak out another piece of information. Like you, you give a drip feed and then you have people actually excited about the thing itself and not oh Microsoft's PR is retarded. Like after we talk about this I'm gonna forget about it again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is, I
2: don't think it's just Microsoft PR is retarded. I think any of the any of the companies would have done yes. this. It's, yes. it's just the nature of PR hasn't caught up with how the internet works yet, which is amazing, but true.
1: It's weird That's to me sad. remember companies being like this so much. And I mean, like the internet's uh, is more prevalent than it was, you know, say before this generation, but it still, I mean, news traveled fast then anyway. Like, it's just weird that like, it seems like PR is like gone to like this tight lipped. We we don't talk about anything ever. Yeah. Even if people find us out. Well, it, it just kind of makes you look silly, and it's like people just kind of disregard your thing then because you don't even want to say that it exists. So it's like, okay, well, I guess it doesn't, you know, because you have people out there who literally will do that. We, we're we not. I mean, we know better. But there are people out there who will go, oh, well, I guess there's not a new Xbox or something. Uh, I guess I'll go back to...
0: You know what the deal is? Um, PR likes to... They want to keep their controlled channels, especially like the, the, the video game... Uh, marketing or, P- or PR people have an advantage that I, I think other industries don't have and it's that they control all aspects, all channels in terms of the news that gets released and when something gets leaked it, uh, you know, or something gets out it, they start to lose control of those of those channels they don't want to do that like yeah. right now well go ahead Were you no, say see, they're,
2: they're controlling the news and how that gets leaked just like the way music studios control the the music and how that gets leaked
0: so no music yeah. studios don't control how music gets that's leaked. my point <laughs> 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 they're just as effective no but i'm what i'm trying to say is that they don't want to lose control of their channels of, of just their... like just like the music studios Okay, I think uh, we're missing each other here somewhere. Whoosh, <laughs> okay. okay, no, no, whoosh, I won't interrupt you. Go, you can talk now. No, nah, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> what? I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Nick. We can move uh, on. I've,
1: I've, <laughs> I've like ships, pass, ships passing in the night that collided <laughs> into each other and sank in a fiery wreck. <laughs> ah uh, and this is only the first topic <laughs>
0: yeah oh, that's i think we were topic. together
1: before that so let's move on i guess
0: yeah. <laughs> what do you want to talk about nick
2: um well i want to talk about it's ostensibly it's an interview that tim willets of uh of id uh did with the penny arcade report um uh, but it also kind of relates to john carmack's uh QuakeCon keynote which the dude spoke for three and a half hours which i'll admit i didn't even have the opportunity to listen to all that so it's really only the stuff that he talks about in the first 40 minutes and not even all of that cuz he gets a he does talk about a lot of uh a lot of, you know programming stuff and whatnot um but actually i'll i'll, I'll hit the uh the, the first part in uh in the interview that i thought w- that's relevant to what we were just talking about is uh that uh, kuchara asks will it's, uh about uh what what consoles you're developing doom 4 for and and uh you know if there's anything that we can we can glean about the new consoles and Willits' reply is i know nothing about the ne- the new generation consoles and he leans intentionally into the recorder to make it explicitly clear he's not talking about this because you know he doesn't want to get in trouble he doesn't want to piss off any pr people he's, he's he's very uh you know he you know clearly clearly Everybody knows about these things now, and, and so it's not you know it's not surprising that there's going to be leaks. It almost seems like they're 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 holding off on de- de- releasing and announcing these consoles so close to the point when they're going to be ready that they have to they have to spend so much time developing them. It defeats the point. It's 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 the elephant in the room that we all have to ignore, and so it's you know it's kind of funny for Willits to sort of take a very you know sort of a very deliberate you know, kind of method of dealing with that. Um, But the other reason I wanted to bring this interview up is in in Carmack's keynote in particular is because he opens, uh, but actually the interview and the keynote open uh, by addressing uh, Carmack's comments on rage, uh, where he apologizes for the fact that they messed up with the drivers. And I know, I know that you've complained about that before, Jarrett, you know, not, not uh, being satisfied with, with rage. And I wanted to know what you thought about Carmack apologizing for, for messing up uh, the drivers in rage.
0: Well, my thoughts on his apology are that I don't give a fuck about his apology. <laughs> I, I don't. I want my fucking game to work. I bought that shit at full retail, so son. Still, so you're saying they still haven't fixed the driver issue? No! That, how do you apologize for that and then not fix it? I
2: thought you it was apologizing because it was, happened at launch and they had fixed it. I didn't realize no, it's at, still at, at,
0: going to. Here's what happened. At launch, I mean, like, at midnight when I started playing the game when the game was re- unlocked on Steam, there were massive driver issues. They fixed it the next day, within 24 hours. So I was actually like, okay, no big deal. A few weeks later, a patch comes, and not only does it mess up the game for me, like in terms of my drivers, my drivers are all FUBAR again. And then on top of that, I spent like two hours, maybe three hours trying to fix an issue where the game was stuck on my second screen My second smaller screen, it wouldn't play on my main screen. So you know, and after after the two hours of trying to figure that out, then I put it on my main screen and the game is playing maybe at twenty frames per second? Twenty five frames per second. And like the the popping, like the texture popping was still like it was it was like fucked up again now. And I was just like, yo, I can't even play my game. Fix my shit, son. That's all I want. Just fix it. No apologies, and they, st- and they still haven't fixed it. No, I have not been actually. I haven't tested it in like a, a month or two, but you know, as of as of, as of then, no, they did not fix it.
2: That's 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 disappointing because that I. No, because especially, uh, like, I like Carmack, and, like, the fact that he apologized, I thought that was, like, a sign. Like, even then, Willits is kind of complaining, like, don't, don't apologize for that. Don't even bring that up. Just you, know, j- just, just, you know, talk about your keynote and all. And it's like, it seemed like Carmack was trying to, like, you know, sort of, you know, amend the bridges or whatnot. But the fact that they haven't fixed it, that, it, it, yeah, it almost kind of renders the apology uh, useless. Yeah.
0: And just to make a, another quick note, before anybody says I need a PC that can actually run the game, Yo, I'm running. A, I'm running dual 6970s He's gonna list his specs
1: <laughs> and all the games he can play on it perfectly. I'm <laughs> gonna go you. take a break. Thank
0: yeah. you for that <laughs> preface. Thank you for that preface. Here we go. I, well, I'm just gonna, a short list. I'm running dual sixty-nine seventies. Okay, with i i seven nine sixty. I got twelve gigs of RAM, and I could play like I played Crisis Two at full resolution, DX eleven with the high res texture pack at 60 frames per second without skipping a beat the entire game and you mean to tell me i can't play rage no that doesn't add up that's the only game i'm gonna mention that my computer completely owns that but still you know that's a problem but
2: uh the one other thing that ties into that though that i thought was interesting is that he mentions that uh I guess you know because they're concerned now about sort of the, the PC market in comparison to the console market, especially with the next generation of consoles, you know, on on the verge of coming out here. And he talks about how even on Rage, like they only had like half the people you know, ha- like barely half the the, the the people that bought the game bought it for PC. There was still half it was on the console. But I wonder, though, if if they're not seeing that because so many people saw that it didn't work on the PC, that were affected by that, that they were like, well, then I have to get this on the console if I'm going to get this at all. So I wonder if this is the kind of thing, especially with how rarely they put out a game, that if this is going to cause them to sort of shift their focus towards console a little bit more, that, you know, I mean, I feel like it is is still a very – Influential developer. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I know that really they, they do Doom and Quake, but I mean, do- I mean, Doom's you know didn't spawn FPSs, but I mean, it's sort of like the, I mean, the the granddaddy of them in a way. It's it's it, it it seems a little bit interesting to see them sort of making that shift. Although they do also mention that they know that they take too long to make games, and so they're going to focus on on getting games out more because Carmack likes to do whenever he does a new game, he likes to do a whole new engine, and so. Now, you know, it takes him like six years to do an engine and, and make a game. He can't be doing that. They need to have people doing on that. That's one of the reasons why they're doing the Doom 3 BFG is because they can take old assets and sort of repurpose them. And even then, the old assets they were saying still look pretty good. Like, I mean, you can kind of tell they're, that they're a little bit old, but the graphics quality isn't, that, isn't as bad as, say, go, you know, going back to you know, some of the older, even older, like Doom 2 stuff. Like It doesn't look so bad, especially on, uh, on TVs and whatnot for the consoles.
1: It doesn't look as bad as Tony
2: Hawk.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I bet they've got that game running at sixty frames per second.
2: Yes, actually, they ha- they were trying to get it up to one hundred and twenty, I think. Yeah. And And that th- th- that was the limit where they were
1: running into some issues.
0: <laughs> Anything past sixty, that, that's all you need, dude. <laughs> really. But yeah, um, human,
1: I can't even really yeah.
0: tell. I know, but um, yeah, I, I, I thought his comments on the whole. Well, you know the installed user bases on console and i i will admit that you know of course there is a large obviously a large installed user base on consoles but uh what like you said i think there's a couple of reasons why the game didn't do as well on pc one because of the issues people heard about uh two because even if you could run the game you know it was clear that the game was built for console that game was built for console A first-person shooter where you don't get headshots? Actually, there's only, like, I think there's two guns, maybe three guns that you can get a headshot with. Like, one being, like, you actually need, like, a specific type of bullet for your pistol to get a headshot, and you need the sniper rifle. That's another gun that can get headshots. But I have an AK-47. This guy with this big head is running toward me. I'm shooting him in his big head, and his head is not exploding. You know what I'm saying? Or he's not dying with the headshots. Like I could put like, you know, seven bullets into his dome and he's not dying. That's that's a problem. Like that's a, that's a that's a clear indication that the game was built for for console over PC. You know, and I think that swayed a lot of people's decision to buy the game on console or PC.
2: Actually, I'll I'll, I'll even admit that when uh, I might get the Doom 3 BFG when that comes out on console i'll say that right right out because i think especially it seems like they're sort of as i said they're sort of shifting in that way putting a little more emphasis and getting it that way and the other thing too it was even a little bit weird to hear Carmack say like at least he appreciates for the consoles that when you release the game it works on the console you don't have to worry about all the different configurations on pc which is what they ran into so
0: sounds like hippie talk to me yeah maybe lazy it's hippie talk hey.
2: You know, one one other quick thing I want to mention, and this is uh, Carmack mentioned this in the keynote. Again, he's talking about some of the changes they've made to Doom Three BFG, and how they've added. You know, now you can use the flashlight anytime you want, and they've added. Uh, one of the other things he noticed is that people were running into the resource of of having to get every single ammo drop available because ammo was especially tight. So they've put more ammo drops in this time around. And he, he admitted he said it used to be a little more survival horror, and now it's a little more you know fast paced action.
0: I have and totally so, lost interest in the game. I didn't even know that.
2: And it's interesting. It, no, but it's just interesting to see him because he's. I mean, he's looking at it sort of. I, I. I don't think he's looking at it as sort of like we need to shift genres. He's not approaching it from such a high level. He's just looking at the game and saying how can we make this a little more accessible. And he just really made two changes. I mean, everybody complained about the flashlight when when Doom uh, Doom Three originally came out, and and so I mean, it's not like the it's not like these are you know. Uh, and it's not like these are surprising changes, but to hear him phrase that, especially what we've, we've heard about sort of the death of survival horror going forward. It's, it's interesting to see how even doom is affected by that.
0: Well, the, I mean, I love the flashlight thing from doom three
2: that, you know, and you're not the only one. Cause he even mentioned when he took, when he started telling people that the flashlight would be available with your gun. Um, there were people who were like, no, we liked it the other way. So yeah, I because mean, was- but
1: you know what? He was, so many people complain about it. I mean, I loved it. I loved the idea. It was a, it was a first person shooter with a real, Fucking oh Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah. Like, but people you know, hated
0: it. You know what should be your flashlight? The flash muzzle from your fucking bullets shooting the <laughs> demons. But you—that was that was my the flashlight.
1: You, <laughs> you should
0: not be able to see shit.
1: Can't see shit, Captain. Spray bullets at walls. It keeps Dude. hitting me. I don't know where it is.
0: But that's the thing, like, you know, that's all you did. Like, you, you used the flashlight, you found out where it was, you pulled out your gun, and you shot in that direction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's the thing, that's what made the game good, because some it, it, there were times where you would, sh- you know, you put the flashlight down, you start shooting, and the, hey, the thing's not there anymore. Where'd it go? <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was a good part of the game. And now they're kind of taking it away to make it more accessible to the pansies.
2: Yeah, but, you know, after the game's been out eight years now, I feel like at this point, it, yeah. you're not hurting anybody by making it more accessible yeah, and obviously
1: the original version was flashlight yeah.
2: yeah. Well, actually no and the only reason he didn't put the flashlight in the reason he didn't do that is because he it uh, it was another pass the way they did the engine there every for every light they had to do a graphics pass and so when he, people had the flashlight out it was an extra graphics pass and it slowed down uh, the rendering so he's like I don't want people maxing out their systems because they're using the flashlight we're going to make it hard for them to use
0: hmm, yeah I'm 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 not interested in it anymore because now it's just because if you just have the flashlight all the time, like it really that that kind of takes a big chunk out of the challenge, if you ask it's... me. Oh, but hey, the game's not for me anymore, obviously. Well, you know, but you know what?
2: You can always get it and just not pull pull out the flashlight with your gun. There's nothing stopping you from doing that.
0: No, I shouldn't have to limit myself manually. To... To enjoy but games, the, but, it's, but it's the same limit.
1: <laughs> yeah, you it is basically the same thing that you did before. Yeah, I, I don't know. In that case, I can't really see it as being like a self-imposed limitation because it's the exact same way you played the game before. But it, regardless, I understand your point, though.
0: Also, if the if the flashlights are attached to the guns. Unless you're telling me if the flashlight's not attached, to the going to have to attach the flashlight. I flash think it's...
2: You know, he didn't say the the actual mechanic. He just said it's uh, just one of the trigger buttons.
0: Okay. Well, is that all you want to talk about for that article? Because um, there's a couple things in there. Uh,
2: That's really all I wanted to talk about. Is there anything you wanted to mention?
0: No, no. I really didn't have anything else to say about that. But um, I guess we could just move on to my stuff, which is two things specifically uh one the black ops 2 multiplayer trailer that was released uh was it tuesday or monday it was released recently <laughs> let's just say i think it was, i think it was tuesday and um you know of course you had people saying oh my god this is great can't wait and had other people like oh this game sucks it's more of the same thing and then some people are like oh it's changed too much i don't want it All types of stuff. Um, But my opinion on this game is more cheese. That's (laughs) really all I saw when I watched this multiplayer trailer. Uh, I saw that they added more cheese to the game, and it will be yet another Call of Duty that I won't be playing the multiplayer. Um, Yeah, it's pretty much, I mean, basically... From the start, you see uh, you see that you're gonna have items that can stun uh, players, which I guess is not that big of a difference from. Actually, no, it is kind of a big difference from flashbangs. If it works out the way I I saw it work, like you know, with a flashbang, you you know you you flash your opponent, and you know they can't see, but they can still move and try to get away. Uh, but with that that first uh, that stun grenade or whatever the fuck that thing was he threw down at two people. It looks like they couldn't move, from what I can see.
1: Oh, so, yeah. I mean, that was the implication is that they're stunned, basically.
0: Yeah, like, they, they couldn't move. So, they go from uh, showing that... They show some of the more futuristic weapons, which I'm I'm fine with. The futuristic weapons look cool. But things like a scope that allows you to see through solid objects. So, like, you know, one of the players was, I guess, he was coming around a, a trailer or, or you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a trailer, and the other player saw him as he was coming around, like through a solid object. Cheese, don't like that. Uh, there was a, bu- a thick smoke down. Um, a player was able to see through that using the scope. Cheese, don't like that. There was like this uh, sound barrier that somebody put down. It was a, it was either a sound or a heat barrier, but I think it was. I think a it was sound he, barrier. Yeah, it was
1: like either microwave waves or. I, yeah, or some sound. type of wave.
0: Yeah. And they put that down like, and I could just see that being uh, big cheese, you know. So I put especially that with
1: all the fucking hallways in Call of Duty.
0: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And actually, before I continue, the reason why the this is a problem in a game like Call of Duty is because of how the maps are made. If this, if the maps are, you know, as big or maybe even a little bit smaller than Battlefield maps, this actually won't be an issue but because well, they want yeah exactly we know how call of duty maps are made and how you know their, their sizes i think this is going to be a huge issue cuz you know players are packed tight on those map on those maps uh so one of the biggest you know uh, biggest uh, i guess uh, piece of cheese was the mech you know I, they dropped the mech into the map and call of duty maps are so small like you know you're always running into somebody like every like you know 10 seconds so, in, bat- in a game like Battlefield, like, 2042, when somebody got, like, you know, the big walkers, you know, that wasn't as big of a deal, because there's plenty of places to be where that walker's not going to be. But in Call of Duty, every map is really made to kind of just bring you back to the same places over and over again. You know, you're probably gonna, whoever gets that shit, they're gonna they're gonna kill a lot of people. You know? There was also, like, you know, user, con- player-controlled UAVs, and you know, things like that, um, which uh, compared to the other UAVs, and these UAVs have guns, by the way. But yeah, they're like, like
1: you... machine gun turret, basically, flying yeah, around.
0: Exactly. Like you have, It looks like you have more control over it.
1: And they can also be shot down. They showed somebody with a rocket launcher, like, you know, uh, like locking in on it and shooting it down or just shooting it down with a gun. So they're not all powerful. So to speak, but right, still cheesy.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's basically that's what I came across. It, what, what how it came across to me? Just more cheese uh, for Call of Duty. You know, I already thought the game had had plenty of cheese with the helicopters and the airstrikes and the way the perks work. You know, Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three, and now you have Black Ops Two. Just more cheese, but it's future cheese.
1: Yeah, but, but i say the same thing I said to you when you brought it up before. It, it's Call of Duty. Like, that's, that's Call of Duty in a nutshell. Like, there's going to be a lot of cheese. I mean, like, you look at this as cheese, and people who play Call of Duty looked at that trailer, and they're like, HOLY SHIT! BRO, HOLY SHIT, DID YOU SEE THAT SHIT? BRO, BRO, BRO! That's, that's what they did. I, I swear to God, that's probably what happened because I was like, if I play Call of Duty, I'd probably be excited about this shit. I, I, I mean, really, because it can be abused by everybody equally, so to speak. I don't know. I mean, yes, there's there's a lot of cheese. I mean, like you went from like, OK, you have to be able to, you know, get the have the reflexes to hit somebody with a throwing knife to like, oh, well, you just fucking hit the ground next to him or some shit and then, you know, blow it up. and. A lot of the stuff, it seems like the the same old, you know, basically the same old sort of thing, like here's C4, except that now it's all futuristic looking and you throw it and you set it off. You know, it depends on like how much of that stuff has replaced the old stuff, you know, instead of having a helicopter that sits up a bajillion miles above the above the map that you can't touch, you know, firing down, you know, Iron led death on everybody. If it, if that if you know now you have UAV drones that you control instead, in a way it's almost more balanced. But I I'm not I'm not not accusing Call of Duty of having an overabundance of balance. But if that is the case, then in a way it's it's kind of improved. Not my style of game still. It, it's not. But I could see why someone who plays it would be excited. That mech is bullshit though. Yeah, <laughs> absolute bullshit. I'm like, all you gotta do is just kind of sit in the middle of the map and just turn around in circles and just kill everybody.
0: Well, according to uh, Dan Amrick, um, you know, he he's saying he's getting a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of tweets and uh, you know, emails from people talking about how they hate it and that it's too different now and stuff like that. So I apparently, think that's an effect really? of
1: the future thing, though. I, that 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 was something that I always wondered about: is if when if and when you ran out of like doing really actual modern stuff and you either have to push into like near future or futuristic stuff like kind of like Ghost Recon like how the player base is going to react to that like the reason a lot of people love Call of Duty so much is because it's so like current right now i can be a soldier and i don't ever have to get shot at for real i don't
0: know well yeah i well i knew that the the fan, well one of the fan base, but I, I knew that it wouldn't be as well received because it's in the future, um, which kind of makes me wonder what they're gonna do with Infinity Ward and, and how they're gonna approach their next game because they really, I mean, they can't go back at this point, and I think Modern Warfare is pretty much done. Um, even that was kind of in the future as well, but this is is from people who supposedly were players and. You know what he was saying is that you know people were asking for change and they finally give change and now people are complaining. But I'm like, I really don't see that big of a of change. Like I see a change in setting on some weapons, but like you know, adding... I think
1: that's enough for the player base. That you're changing it too much for them then, and then that that just you know sets them the wrong way potentially. I don't know.
0: Yeah, who knows? I mean, <laughs> One of the, the the you know the funny thing is one of the biggest turnoffs for this game for me already is the fact that it's gonna be riddled with DLC. <laughs> you know, like it's gonna like you know you we're not even seeing the full product. Like you know, even like when they, when we see the last multiplayer trailer, because the game's only what, two months out at this point. Yeah, you know, we all know that they're still gonna have just tons of DLC after that. You know, they call it content seasons, DLC seasons. (laughs) Those are the emails that I get from Activision. Oh, "Oh, the start of the DLC content season. Yay. And I'm like, no.
1: But it's a way to get you excited about it. And there are people that's out there and are excited about it. But yeah, it's awful because I'm sure they've figured out a way to monetize it even more or, or pull it apart even more so that there's even more, you know, even more content in the seasons. But now there's even probably even less in the game. But I, that is the way that they're doing things, I guess.
0: That's kind of how it works. But uh, let's move on to oh, what's looking to be our final topic: um, developers and Windows 8. And um, last week, Gabe had some negative comments about Windows 8, and a lot of developers are following suit saying that, uh, you know, they think Microsoft heading in the wrong direction, that Microsoft is heading, you know, they're trying to create the walled garden. There are some different changes to Windows 8, like, uh, well, I'm not going to talk about it from an IT perspective, but from a, let's say from uh, just a user perspective, uh, you will have to have, like, a Windows Live account, and that's how you're going to get updates. And um, there's been some debates on whether or not your applications are going to be updated the same way. Uh, also there's gonna be a Windows, you know, eight store and there's been some debate on whether or not Microsoft are gonna try to lock you into that. Um as of right now, Microsoft says no. There's no proof that you're that you know you're gonna be locked into these stores and all your purchases are gonna have to go through the Windows store. Um, I know uh, through the customer preview, I mean you could still install things like Steam uh or Origin if you want to. <laughs> And, you know, buy stuff through there. Uh, the funny thing about this to me is that most of the developers in this article are like, oh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of time. I, I haven't played with it all that much. But Microsoft is headed in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, I think it's more, they just feel more threatened that the, that the open PC environment is going to start to get sh- closed down. That's what I think is happening here. There was one part where I thought, you know, uh, somebody was talking about the actual effects, but it just turns out he was talking about the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think they're they worried that Microsoft is going to start try to impose the control um, that they have on the Xbox, like, you know, $40,000 updates and these requirements, you know, those are certain requirements that you have to use to get onto the Xbox, and I, I think Windows 8 will have certain requirements for developers. Uh, which, you know, I haven't seen what those requirements are yet. But as far as I can see, it, I, it's not too detrimental. But, you know, I think people are just worried about the future. I thought you, had, I thought you were going to say something, Nick, because I thought you were oh, trying no, to get it. No I, I,
2: no, I don't know. I, I kind of want to say that, like, are they are they necessarily wrong? I think they have... They have good reason to to sort of fear for that because it looks like to a degree Microsoft is trying to copy sort of the Apple the Apple closed you know system where that allows them to sort of have to funnel everything through there through their App Store and through their interface and uh, I, I think you know Microsoft's kind of in the the. Almost the, you know the sort of with great power comes great responsibility position of you know being the dominant OS for you know every every PC and laptop that's released and so for the longest time uh, you know they've basically shepherded that fairly well allowing people to install whatever they want on the system and and now I think they're looking at Apple and and they're you know if they, if, if they can close that off and then monetize all that I, I can't
0: see why they wouldn't to the complete destruction of an open of an open system that is the PC. But if they did that to the degree, as you're talking about their their operating system would be more closed than OS X. Cause OS X, you can still install whatever you want, even though there's that, that Mac store.
2: You're right. But the thing is, people are so used to using windows and it's so ingrained and it's sort of, it's such the default that, I mean, it's it's. I mean, OS X. I mean, even if they did that, it's it's still a you know a fairly minor market share. It's I, I think they're looking at all all the revenue that could be brought in off that. I mean, it would it it would it would completely completely alter the PC landscape, and that's that's fundamentally what these people are worried about because that's their livelihood. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, like there's questions from some people, like you know, if, if Steam will even work, you know, work properly or work, you know, well outside of the the Metro environment. And I mean, there's, I understand the concerns because yeah, the more closed the system gets and not even so much because they're trying to be like Apple, but the more I see them trying to monetize the closeness of the system, the same way that they've done with Xbox. And I think that's why you see a lot, like a few of the developers make parallels between, you know, what happened say, with Fez and Xbox on, you know, for Xbox 360 and what happened with them and Microsoft in the $40,000 patch and the potential that something like that could happen on you know on pc down the line and i think it's a fair question because they're going to try and find a way to monetize it there's not even a question i wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing you know fucking ads sitting on your home screen on your fucking pc after a while
2: yes i mean that's it
1: but in a way it's a different a different problem but uh, go ahead
2: no, but I was gonna say you look at the the tiles that the new you know start menu has taken shape, yeah. and how is that not basically the Xbox Live interface that they've already monetized by throwing more ads in there?
1: Yeah, so I, it's yeah. It's there's bad. there's a question. Yeah, I think there is a question of what they're gonna do. You know what 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 it may not be a problem immediately. You know it may start out very small, but as a – Expand more and more and, and cover more and more territory and, and make more things fall under it or have to fall under it Like that gives them more control over what they can monetize and what they can do with those things And so I think it's a valid concern, but I uh, theres not there wasn't a whole lot of that amongst the developers I, in a lot of ways like I uh, The last person they talked to Chris Hecker who pretty much says like I treat it like the weather so you know I, I'll find a platform to develop on like the you know Developers will find a platform to develop for. So if Windows 8 isn't that, that that platform, then, you know, so be it. And I think that that's... But in a way, like, that's kind of... It's kind of sad in the sense that, like, you, you can shoot yourself in the foot, you know, by trying to monetize all this stuff and leave yourself with nobody who wants to even make games, you know, that have to require your Windows Live or whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see their concern, but, I mean... Microsoft is comprised of so many different business units and the way they control their Xbox business is much different than the way they control their PC business. The whole Metro interface thing is a way to try to make everything kind of look the same and uh, I guess streamline, but the business models are still completely different.
1: Certainly, but you don't even see the attempt to to sort of consolidate those.
0: No, well, they're gonna. Of course, they're gonna integrate the Xbox. They're gonna use it to their strengths. But I highly doubt that you start seeing ads on your desktop. I mean, the difference between you know putting ads on the desktop of a PC, and putting ads on the dashboard of the Xbox, is that the Xbox doesn't have the the the, the, the that PC community behind it that will immediately find a way to cut that off to get rid of it and have the blowback behind it. The what? Xbox players really can't do anything, but actually, there you can totally do something about those ads. I'm not going to talk about it, but you can, uh, you know, most Xbox players won't go through the, do what they need to do to get rid of that.
2: But what about people who are getting the ads on their Surface? That. Or their Windows Phone. I mean, that's fundamentally it would be the same interface, and I think that's one of the complaints is that Windows Eight is is effectively really being developed with those devices in mind, and not so much the PC, almost as an afterthought. And if they see like, oh hey, you know, if I'm always on my tablet and I can get ads on my tablet, well, you know, let's throw it on their PCB, damn, because even then now we're going to start getting you know monetized revenue out of the PC users.
0: Well, Windows Eight is like if it's on if Windows Eight is on the phone, it's on the tablet, it's on the uh. on on the pc it's still the same operating system yeah and i haven't seen any of those i haven't seen a tablet or a windows phone running windows 8 that has ads on the display
1: Yeah, yeah that's what i mean it's not an immediate and i'm not saying there's if you do something like that immediately There but you have to it's like that gradual change that eventually you get people used to it kind of like what they did with Xbox like Xbox had ads you know event like eventually but not on the level that you see now I'm not saying that you're going to see it next year or anything but in two years or you know whatever when we're talking when we have this recorded and we're like man. You remember when we said we didn't think they'd ever put that on the on the PC? That, like that's what I'm waiting for. I mean, like it's a, it, that's like a more down the line concern. It's more of a consumer concern than as developer. But that that thought process extends across the line. That if you're willing to say do that, like what else are you willing to do to the people that you're you actually have you actually do business with? I think that, at least to me that's the concern more so than like whatever may actually be concerning the developers. <laughs> right.
0: I just. Uh... From a from a windows pc perspective, I can't see them putting ads on the desktop because it's too easy to get rid of it. it's to the backlash that they would have not just from you know a consumer point of view but from a business but, point of view and in, in terms of uh like um you know not business between them and developers but business you know with their corporate users like theres too, there's too there's too much at stake with that.
2: I, I just think it's at some point they're going to be like, "Well, why doesn't the dashboard from the Xbox look just like your your home screen on the PC?" And then that's when it hits conflict because one's got ads and one doesn't. Which one's going to give?
0: Well, but by that time, Xbox users are why well, they're you know ready for their they they be, are used to the ads now. Right. Xbox Xbox has always had ads. Right. And yet always.
1: there was and yet there was there was still like a slight bit of low back when you know they started basically shifting the focus and making it even more ad based. But yet that blowback like it didn't result in, you know, oh, twenty percent of, you know, Xbox Live users stop subscribing or anything like that. Well, that just was, moved on with their lives. That's
0: because it's the Xbox. If you yeah. try to do that with the PC the actually I, the yeah. people that they're not gonna the the people that you know, like I know you're talking about the consumers. You don't think the consumers are gonna cause like a uh, a big problem or I guess the average person. But that's not even where Microsoft is pulling in most of their money. It is corporate. They're like When it comes to Windows and all the products that goes into Windows, corporate is where they're pulling all of their cash. And it was the corporate users that... Co- the corporate users are the reason why Windows XP is still a supported operating system by Microsoft now. Because that was supposed to get cut off. But because of corporate users, they had to push that out. Corporate users will also be the reason why Windows 7 is the life expectancy that is going to push back, is going to get pushed, uh, you know, further back. So while the average person may not, you know, be, oh, I got ads on my desktop, whatever. Corporate IT, not having it. I don't, I don't
1: think but Windows you can support is. both of those. You can have a Windows 7 corporate environment and still be trying to get, do something more, do something to monetize your consumer base more. They're not, ex- they're not mutually exclusive.
0: Well, all, all versions of Windows are pretty much the same, with a couple switches flipped. He so, said right. that's all
2: you need is a switch that says ads here, no ads here.
0: And then you just turn it, people can just turn it off. Right. So people, can
2: just, people can just turn it off. And, then, and like you pointed out, there are people that have an Xbox and they can go ahead and turn off the ads on there now. You can't turn it
0: and off. There's actually.
2: Well, a, well they, they, they know whatever workarounds exist. There are people that, that are cognizant of that fact. And there will be people that are cognizant of that fact on the PC that'll be able to disable that. But by and large, most people, you know, you got you got aunts and grandmothers and stuff that are going to be using this. They're not going to know how to do that, and they're going to sit there and be like, "Oh, hey, let me buy whatever's advertised here," and then Microsoft will get a click.
1: Yeah, even if fifty percent of people shut off that those ads, it's fifty percent out there that don't. And the fact that they're even willing to still enable them and put them on there says a lot about the direction. But. I mean, I guess that's more, I guess that's the the, the general point is more the concern about the direction, whether or not ads actually ever appear on your PC, but, you know, desktop is the direction in which Microsoft seems to be heading with the way that they're doing things more so than just aesthetically with, you know, the the interface of Metro and stuff.
2: If if we're wrong, I'd love for us to be wrong. I hope that day never comes, but I'm not, uh, as often as I'm just being optimistic, I'm not in this case.
0: Well, we can wrap that topic up because that definitely lasted longer than I expected. And we can actually come in at a decent time. Wow. Let's uh, talk about what's coming out next week. Let's see. I'm on the wrong week. There we go. Okay, so there's an Expendables 2 game. Once again, I've only seen one (laughs) screenshot of somebody jumping out of a plane. That's yeah,
1: it. I've seen one screenshot of like, I guess it's them like on a train, and like, I still can't tell what the fuck is going on. I'm assuming that it's actually them like running across a train almost contra style, except it's like isometric, like kind of towards the screen. But apparently, things are just obscured by like bullets and smoke and shit, and you can't even see what your characters are doing, so you're just firing blind, and That's it just awesome. seems, yeah, it sounds <laughs> awful. So I don't know. The Expendables 2 game, what did you expect? Oh,
2: so, <laughs> so, it sounds awesome. It just sounds like terribly mindless
0: know, <laughs> percent, which is exactly what you want out of that movie.
1: And then he goes right back think, to being optimistic again. Look at you. Yeah.
0: Uh, so there's that, Sleeping Dogs, Darksiders 2, Iron Brigade for PC, which I can't even remember what the original name of that game was. Because <laughs> that, that's the changed name. Um, And I have it on my Xbox too. I had it. Fuck, I owe oh, well. But that's yeah, coming out on PC. It's actually a good game,
1: too? huh? Trenched. Yep, what? there it
0: is. Trenched. There it is. It was called Trenched before. Um, Dust, which is the last game of Xbox Live uh, Summer of Arcade, which in my opinion this year was pretty weak. Summer of Arcade was pretty
1: weak. Yeah, I didn't even hear much about it this this year. Like, yeah, it was a real low key. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, last story for Wii Super Mario Brothers Two or New Super Mario Brothers Two, uh, Papa and Papa and Yo, and then something called uh, Mutant Blob Attack. So, actually, it should be a pretty decent week. Something I really wouldn't expect, you know, for the beginning of August. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that is going to wrap us up. Here today, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com/slash mash those buttons. You can catch us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices, uh, Twitter, which is twitter.com/slash MTB site, uh, Facebook.com/slash smash those buttons, and uh, YouTube.com/slash mash those buttons, which this week we, uh, we, uh, I was gonna say unleashed, but we released, <laughs> uh, the first video of a new series we're starting, uh called Aftermash. Uh it was it's a this one was a retro of uh, actually a very well done retrospective of Max Payne, the Max Payne series. So um you should check it out if you haven't if you have not, uh, you know, check that out. It was put together by Joey Men who did a great job on it. Um But yeah, that's it. As always, thank you for listening and uh let us know what you think about the for- new format and we will catch you guys next week
1: yes next week you can hear about how mikey kicked my ass in persona 4 arena bye bye
0: (laughs) have a great weekend everybody